Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hi, folks. Thanks for joining me today. And thanks for listening the last couple days as I interviewed Ken Lewis. Uh, Ken's a great friend of mine through the FCA and really proud of that program. It's changing lives. But today I'm on my own and tomorrow, so I'm glad that you are tuning in. God bless you. God lead you. And thank you for you that are listening all across uh, the state, and I have several listening to me in in Washington and some others and some other states that get online. And I thank you uh, for listening, and and uh, to my dear friend Julie who listens in Vancouver. Thank you for listening, Julie, and I hope you have a great uh, new year. And and Shirley out in uh, Payette and uh, Fruitland, bless you if you're listening today. And Nathel and Caldwell, thank you for listening. And there's just so many partners I have. I don't know if my friend Gail is listening in Wilder, but if she is, Lord bless you and Roger. Lord is good, and his mercies are everlasting. Our Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for all you do in our lives. Thank you for all you want to do. Continue to open our hearts and our minds to what you have for us. May we grow in you and just be about your business. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, you know, God has begun your life, uh, you know, a, a new way of living because you've accepted him as your Lord and Savior. And I just think it's so important that we as people gather together and that we are the body of Christ together. We work to finish the race together, to know that Jesus Christ is coming again. No one knows the day or the hour, but we know we need to be ready. And we want to be ready. We want to do all we can to live and serve Jesus. John the Revelator experienced Jesus in a powerful, moving way when he was banished to the island of Patmos, and the Lord gave him revelations which much of Revelation is a very hard to understand, and, and sometimes it's falsely interpreted on many fronts. But there are very certain, undeniable messages from this great book, messages that each one of us could decipher very easily because it lays it out so easily. Some is when John received messages about the different churches, and very pointed message went out to the church of Sardis, Sardis was the capital of the ancient kingdom of Lydia and was an important city in the Persia Empire. It was located in the now city of Asart, S-A-R-T, and you can relate to it by knowing it was just a little over two hours from Ephesus, where Paul had wrote to the Ephesians. But here we have the Lord giving John a revelation about the church of Sardis. And I like, in fact, I did a, a seminar on the seven churches and what that was about. And we had a lot of people come to it. It went really well, and just it speaks straight to the heart. So if you get a chance, all you have to do is read Revelation 2 and 3 uh, to the seven churches, and just read and listen to how the Lord implored them. Revelation 3, 2 and 3, uh, he writes, I know your deeds. You have a reputation of being alive, but you are dead. And this is Jesus talking. This is talking uh, through John. You have a reputation to be alive, but you are dead. Wake up. Strengthen what remains and is about to die. For I have found your deeds unfinished in the sight of God. Remember, therefore, what you have received and heard. Hold it fast and repent. But if you do not wake up, I will come like a thief, and you will not know at what time I will come to you. Folks, 
he hits it right on. Jesus is talking to this is a church. He's talking to a church. He says, You have a reputation of being alive. People think that you're alive. Maybe you have a lively worship. Maybe you're just very visual. But he goes on to say, But you're dead. He says, Wake up. Strengthen what remains and that is about to die, for I have found your deeds unfinished in the sight of God. He said, hold fast to what you heard, and he said, repent. Some people say, well, if you're a Christian, you don't need to repent. Oh, baloney. Repent. If you've sinned against God, if you've sinned against somebody, repent. Ask God forgiveness. Turn away, repent means. Well, you see, this is precisely what I'm talking about today when I mention a new starting point, when I mention the importance of finishing what God has begun. Our church had a reputation of being alive, too. You know, and I hope that we were, but maybe we were dead in some areas and we had to come alive and we had to realize what the Word of God says. Many churches around think of people think, oh, that's a going church, when maybe they're not doing everything that God wants them to do. Sharing with the world, ministering to those in need. You know, the church had a reputation to be alive there in Sardis, but the fact of the matter was, it was dead. The church was just floating like a lost raft on the river and had lost its direction. Unfortunately, like many churches today. Oh, we mean well, but we have lost our intentionality. The church was told to wake up, to get going again, and strengthen what remains. Folks, what would it take to wake up your church? Oh, my church is awake. Is it? In whose eyes? Is it awake? Is the church that I was pastor or head pastor of for 34 years, is it alive? Oh, we're a nice church. We're a loving church. We mean well, but have we lost our intentionality? The church, again, was told to wake up, to get going, to strengthen what remains. You've done some good things. You're doing some good things, but strengthen them. Hold on to those things that will help revitalize them and to start again. Look back at when what you once were. And he said, look back and, and hold on to it and certainly repent. People of God, I think we need to do more of that. We need to be people who repent of the direction we've been going and become alive in the spirit of Almighty God to live in his spirit. We need Christ's forgiveness, every single one of us. And I know some of you are out there thinking, oh, he's just talking to the sinners. He's just talking, well, we're all sinners. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. You're right. I'm talking to the sinners. I'm talking to all of us. He freely offers it to all of us who will call upon his name with a sincere heart. Most people know 1 John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just, and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. He will forgive us and purify us from all unrighteousness. First, the process is confessing our sins. Father, forgive me of my sins. Forgiving, forgive me for leaving you out of my daily life. Forgive me for forgetting to honor you. That I don't pray, I don't talk to you, I don't lead my family, and I don't show them you. I don't, I'm not faithful in the house of God. I'm not faithful in giving to the things of God. I'm not, I'm just not faithful. Lord, forgive me. I tell you what, this last year, last two years, I've seen an amazing turnaround in people's hearts and how God has led them. And it's been unbelievable. They've taken very serious the call of God on their life. 
This passage tells us he is faithful and he will forgive us of our sins and he will purify us. Many people only drink purified water with no pollutants because they want to have every chance to be healthy. And that's what the Lord wants for us, to get rid of all the darkness in our lives and to bring his light into our lives. We want the light of Jesus in our lives. We must choose to refuse to get stuck in the mud. I don't think you purposely drive in a mud hole. If you do, that's kind of silly. You drive in a mud hole, you can't get out. I had a friend one time, they uh, they, they challenged me to drive through a, a three-foot um, snow drift. And this, the funny thing, the three-foot snow drift was like 10 feet wide and 80 feet long. And I was in my old 55 Plymouth in high school, and it was on the other side of the road, and I... I took the challenge on, got stuck right in the middle of the snowdrift on the wrong side of the road, heading the wrong direction where the other side was clear. It was not a fun time. The chairman of the board of the Christian school just happened to drive by and saw us there. And that wasn't a good and pleasant experience. But, you know, sometimes we get stuck because we make poor decisions. You know, I, uh, you have a chance to make a decision all the time. You know, if you struggle with alcohol, stay away from a bar. If you struggle with your diet, stay away from Dairy Queen. Move forward in your life. Choose to make better decisions. And guess who I'm talking to here? I'm talking to Pastor Tom. Make better decisions. Choose the best path. I this Our radio station's right across the street from Dairy Queen. How do you like that? Well, I'm making a better choice today. When I leave here, I just told the staff, I'm really thirsty. I'm going over to the Jack in the Box, and I'm going to get a orange Fanta Zero, zero calories, and I know it has all that artificial stuff in it, but I love it, and I'm going to have that instead of having a milkshake at Dairy Queen. i got to make better choices. In 2022, I want to make great choices. If you're taking a trip in the mountains and you know you have a good, safe highway, you can get there, or maybe there is a shortcut or a sketchy dirt road you weigh in, you know, and so you weigh the possibilities. Well, guess what? I did that. We went to Idaho City, and we took off this little dirt road to, to get uh, somewhere, and we ran into brush and on a cliff, and I was in a van, a new van, and we had to, I had to have a guy that was in the car, another family with us, get out and spread weed so I could drive through it. I scratched the van up so bad. I had to take it in and have it detailed because I made a poor decision. And I was worried about if it got fire, we were we were goners up there. So that was really a poor decision. And sometimes we make those poor decisions. And that's what God is trying to get across. And Jesus is trying to get across to the church of Sardis and to us today. One thing that would help each and every one of us would if we would strive to keep our conscience clear. Lord, he's given a, the Lord has given us a great tool to help uh, and it's called our conscience. You know when you're toying with sin, don't you? Yes, you do. You know when you're doing something out of the will of God. It's laid in your heart. It's laid on your mind. You know. I believe he wants us to be successful. I believe he wants us to be good people. But I'm telling you what, we need to make good decisions every day because we're going to be dealing with life, and you know we want to improve on the things that we're uh, struggling with. And I'm going to pick this up tomorrow, uh, round two of this, uh, start uh, finishing strong. I think I'm, I'm titling this. But I just want all of us to make great decisions. Read the the letters that Jesus through John the Revelator wrote in Revelations 2 and 3. I think you'll get it. You'll get it. You know, churches meant well. Churches were looked at pretty well. 
but they still were not being everything God had called them to be. I want you and me to be everything God has called us to be. He loves you. I love you. I hope you have a great day. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.